<laughs> You've been a bad little slut, Natalie. Welcome to Second Class Cinema, the show where we watch a B-movie and immediately discuss. I'm Tom. I'm here with Brittany and Eric. Hello. Hello. Hey, guys. How's it going? Not bad. How's pretty it going good, with you? Pretty I'm good. doing great. We're all doing good. Great. Uh, it's just the three of us again yes. tonight. Sans guest. Just we don't three need of him. us. <laughs> Hello, Sans guest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have a uh, bit of a different, we had a change of pace here. Tonight we did a double feature. Yep, we watched two movies. Uh, well, we watched one of them right before we came in here, but the other one we watched last week had a couple of things to say about it. Uh, tonight, we watched the movie Zipper Face, and the other movie we watched, I think it was a few days ago, was Penitentiary 3, which was a fan pick uh -huh. by, uh, submitted by Bart on our Facebook page. So thanks, Bart, for the submission. Thank thanks. you, Bart. Um, so yeah, I guess we could just start with one. We could start with the one we just watched, uh, Zipper Face, then. What do you think? All Sounds right. Good. All right, we'll start there. Make it easy on ourselves. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this was my pick, technically. Tom's pick. <laughs> oh, Jesus Tom's Christ. Pick. Back. No, it was my pick. Um, Tom's going to tell us about Tom's pick. I, I, I just <laughs> picked up um, picked up a DVD, and I put it in, and it had zipper face on it. <laughs> yeah. It also had Dracula 2000 on it. It had Dracula 2000. It was just a head zipper face, and that's why I did it. So careful, I wasn't really prepared. careful consideration was taken. I was not prepared to make a selection today, even though I had to. So I just went with a point at a DVD and pick one. And so that's what we did. You know, we should go back to it. That's usually what we do for our movie picking anyway. So we're, we're returning to form. Yeah, very true. true. Um, so that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, how could you? So I guess what it's about is a... Um, there's a killer on the loose. The ultimate serial killer, <laughs> according to the cover. Yeah, the ultimate. Uh, his name is Zipperface. And our main character, Detective... Lisa Ryder. Lisa Ryder. <laughs> detective so-and-so. Detective, <laughs> detective lady. Um, she's got to stop him. And she just got a promotion. And she's got to stop the Zipperface from killing all the hookers in Palm City. Yep. Palm City, California. California. Is that, that's about, about it. it. I mean, that's, that's clear, right? Yeah. yeah. Clear enough. Clear enough. That's exactly what it's about. Yeah. It's a very surface. It's shallow plot synopsis for a shallow movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's start there. What else was very poor about it? This movie was really, <laughs> this movie was really shallow. Not even giving it a fighting chance. No. Just doesn't what else one. was very poor about it? <laughs> um, um, so what were some... Some shortcomings. Super awkward sex scenes <laughs> are at the top of my list. Super awkward sex scenes. And that kind of ties into the overall vibe of the movie because it feels like half of the people involved were involved in pornography. It seemed like one of those, but I can't be totally sure. A lot of names were weird in the credits. <laughs> there was a lot of awkward stuff. I can't put my finger on what was so awkward about it because, you know, sometimes stuff's just awkward because you're watching it in a room full of people. Yeah. It wasn't even that. It's like if I was watching this by myself, it would have been just as awkward. Be like, why did someone make this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why did they think I would want to watch this? <laughs> really uncomfortable at points. I was like, yeesh, why are they doing this? Yeah, that was really bad. Um, most, in, on top of the awkward sex scene, 
um, our main character, Lisa Ryder, the, te- the detective, you know, as she's going out and she's uh, trying to uncover clues for this murder. She hooks up with a photographer who becomes some sort of, not a witness, but uh, what's, what is it called? Suspect, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We He's... understand the criminal justice system <laughs> in second-class cinema. Yes, exactly. A suspect. <laughs> um, and she meets up with this photographer, and they get a little too entangled in each other. And there was this scene where he was taking a lot of sexual photographs of her, <laughs> which was extremely awkward as well. So oh, awkward. Yeah, it was barf. Yeah, I feel like they accidentally missed, uh, mixed up the music tracks for those two scenes. Because <laughs> the photographs had, like, sex music going on. Mm-hmm. And then in the... The sex scene, it had some weird, like... Photograph music. Photographing music. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like uncovering a crime. I don't yeah. know. It just missed. It was super awkward. They met, like, five hours previously, and then he's taking pictures of her, and he's, like, unbuttoning her blouse and, like, untying her doily. So... Oh, <laughs> no, don't remove her doily. <laughs> Eric's favorite part. Yeah, my favorite part of this movie was something Brittany said, which says a lot about this movie. <laughs> Shit, a doily neckerchief. <laughs> yeah, so this movie was just, it felt really long. It it was really boring. Uh-huh. Um, Wicked boring. And, so boring. And, I mean, we got to the 15-minute mark, and once again, I was like, you know, I, I'm pretty invested. Like, uh, it's doing pretty good. I don't know what yeah. it is about these movies where they, like, <laughs> they start out fine for me. Uh-huh. No, and I, then by I, the I time Act 2 gets going... I'm like, this is awful. Because it started out with that samurai cop vibe. It did. That's it, true. It sold us on a false premise. It yeah. started off like an 80s cop TV show. Yeah, like a funny buddy cop. Yeah. I mean, nothing spectacular, but it was competent for what it was supposed to be. There was a psycho in a house. He was holding some hostages, and he got gunned down by our lead character. Arguably the best character in this movie, really. <laughs> <laughs> a psycho that gets gunned down. In the first two minutes. <laughs> He's got a psycho mustache. He does, and he screams really loud, and it's really intense. <laughs> Um, but yeah, what else we got? Why else did this movie fail at accomplishing its mission and being a successful slasher? Um, bullshit ending. Bullshit ending. Yeah. All right. So how did this movie end? How did it wrap up? Okay. So throughout the entire movie, it's setting up almost every single character as a suspect. <laughs> Literally every character is a suspect. Except in this for movie. the main cop, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Because we know she couldn't have committed the murders. Yeah. But, like, everyone else has the suspicious javelin music from Fatal Games. <laughs> and, like, there's reasons for them to be implicated in the murder. And the final scene shows us that the killer is a character that has zero development and was not hinted at at all and just shows up out of nowhere. We don't know anything about this character that ends up being the killer, and he's the killer. He may have been in two or three scenes. I was going to say, I think he shows up twice and he's very background Mm -hmm. not prominent at all. There's like no reason for us to have ever cared or suspected about that character. Yeah. And it just felt like a big fuck you to the last 90 minutes of your life. Yeah. (laughs) And on top of that, he was like, oh, the first person I killed, total accident. Oh my god. And his motive was like no, it was as thin as he worked for the mayor and she was a woman and that was emasculating to him. Sort of, yeah. I guess. Question mark. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> but I still don't understand because he obviously doesn't have it in him to kill these women at first. The first one was an accident, so he was just talking this way before, and he was he was very cruel when he would kill these women. He called mm-hmm. them whores and sluts, right? He, yeah. he hates them and all this other stuff. So it's like, well, now you're calling it an accident. Come on, man. Was, <laughs> you bought a full leather, like, outfit. <laughs> you were pretty malicious, man. <laughs> Which is not scary at all, by the way. Oh, it's it's actually s- pretty comical. Yeah, it's not scary. It has, scary like, a like surprised gorilla face. <laughs> 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 the eyes are just, like, gaping open. 
like raised eyebrows, like uh, painted onto the mask. Yeah, bedazzled. Rhinestone <laughs> eyebrows. <laughs> so yeah, on top of that, the killer um, and most of the death scenes, I would say with the exception of maybe one, were terrible. Oh, yes. bad. Yeah. Like, this is the movie where it's like, all right, so for Fatal Games, you go, all right, well, at least some of the kills were kind of funny and enjoyable. They put the budget there. Yeah. Like, you know, fine, whatever. For a movie like this, it had nothing else to deliver but that, and mm -hmm. it could barely, barely deliver it. That's very yeah. true. My, my theory about this movie is that they could only afford a choreographer for the opening scene. Yeah. Where oh. they had, like, the police shootout, which was kind of cool. I'll give them credit for that. Not amazing. But then, like, the kills had zero choreography whatsoever. Oh, like, they're terrible. The killer, like, accosts some dude in a stairwell, and, like, he just kind of knifes him in the back, like, weirdly. He just chops him. Yeah, like, and it's not directed very well at all. And then, like, <laughs> at the very end of the movie, he's fighting... Um, well, he didn't actually even kill that guy. Oh, that's true. That's also true. Um, and then at the end of the movie, he's fighting Lisa Ryder's love interest... And, like, you never see a punch connect. <laughs> like, the camera always cuts away from him punching him. And you never actually see anything happen, which tells me the actors didn't want to do it and they couldn't afford a choreographer to train them. Yeah, very It comes off as very, very cheap. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's not that hard to do, though. No, not really. Even Why if it looks you silly. you just wing it? Yeah. Like, you could totally... Like, I think me and Tom just sitting here, we could probably choreograph, choreograph a better fight scene than what they did there. Oh, Maybe absolutely. something happened to, like, ruin the shot. Possibly, yeah. I don't know. Or something. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it just seems like they didn't care. They didn't have the. They didn't want the time to make it good. They wanted yeah. the time to finish. That's that's all that movie seemed like to me. Is hurry up and finish. Mm -hmm. And and we were kind of speculating that this might have been part of like the direct-to-video boom of the rental years of the nineties. Yeah, because this is ninety-two. Yeah. So ninety-one, ninety-two. You know, like a major studio video might cost a rental company, you know, a hundred dollars to purchase, and then eventually they'll make the money back during rentals. You have these, you know, directed video movies where they might be like, you know, we'll give this to you guys for like forty bucks. Well, it's going to be a lot easier for them to make their money back on this, so it doesn't matter what the quality is, just the yep. fact that they can sell it. Exactly, yeah. and as long as it's got good cover art mm -hmm. and it's next to all the other horror movies, and people will rent it. Someone's going to rent it. I would have rented this. Yeah, this is totally something I would have rented when I was like. Seems like a very 13. different movie than what it was based on the cover, definitely, and the description. Oh yeah, well that's another uh, failure for this movie is that. It started out, it seemed like it was going to be like a detective-styled cop movie. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the way the first part made you feel. And then it's, it transitioned slowly into, okay, well, no, okay, it's going to be like kind of like a slasher movie then. Yeah. All right. And then, wait, no, it's going to be about cops again. Actually, it's a sexy photography movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then it's like, oh, no, wait, it's about this relationship now it just didn't transition from its moods very well and yeah. it just felt really choppy it, it definitely jumped all over the place yeah it didn't it, know what it was for a bit it came off as like unconnected softcore porn scenes yeah <laughs> without any porno yeah very true yeah it's very awkward yeah uh, overall really awkward terrible dialogue for most part for the most part yeah yeah I some mean, of it was like laughable but yeah in the I, early stages i don't know if i'm gonna call that a strength no, definitely not. We're not even there yet. <laughs> I mean, we cut the movie a couple of breaks, but these well, are still yeah, all failures. I'm just saying, I, usually I'd give something credit if it makes me laugh, but yeah. this was not well, one of those things. <laughs> I mean, are we? is there anything else we want to particularly call out a failure for this movie? I mean, most of it's a failure. Let's be clear. There was no dummy. <laughs> there was <What>? no dummy. <laughs> That's Which right. should be a plus, but it's not. Oh, because you know what they used instead? They used, so they threw uh, one of the hooker women off of like a building. 
And instead of using a dummy to show that, they used <laughs> an extremely strong man with a <laughs> giant upper body. In a dress. In a dress and a wig. <laughs> falling over. And they did that twice. <laughs> and we were like, oh, yeah, I can't wait for this sweet dummy action. I know. And like, it was dummy. just a buff dude in a dress. They <laughs> <laughs> were like, aw. Which, I mean, if you think about it, it takes more effort. But it was so disappointing to us <laughs> as an audience. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like they went the hard way, and we we're just like, no, no, fail. No, That's we want to see a dummy flop around when it hits the ground. <laughs> Get your dummy on, guys. Uh, it would have helped this movie. Uh-huh. But either way, I mean, if it was a dummy, it would have been a success because it was a real man. It was a failure. Well, I feel like if it was a dummy, then it would have kind of put this movie in the light of not taking itself so seriously. But Agreed. it took itself so seriously. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I have like a couple of random plot points that I was just like. WTF about? You but. got some plot beefs. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I don't know if that would fall beef. under fails or risks or. No, those aren't definitely aren't risky. I'm sure. There's nothing risky. There's about nothing. This movie. Ri- let's be. Yeah, let's. <laughs> this movie is <laughs> risky. Get that out of the risky. way right now. <laughs> um, the random transvestite, like the guy that worked for the mayor. Oh, the oh, fa- yeah, yeah. the blonde guy. Yeah. Yep. Like, why was he randomly PR, a transvestite? There was no need for that. <laughs> well, because I think when they were in the mayor's office and the briefcase fell off the mayor's desk, it was full of like gimp and bondage stuff, it looked like. Yeah. And then they had that guy clean it up, the PR guy, mm-hmm. uh, clean it up. And then we saw that he was then later a transvestite. Um, is that what That's what it is, right? He was a transvestite? Yeah. I think so. I don't know what this movie was trying to accomplish. No, either way, then they were like, oh, okay, well, that, that was him trying to cover that up. So then it was trying to pull us off the scent of that character who ended up being Zipperface even more. That doesn't make sense it, to me, though. Yeah, wasn't it Wasn't it the blonde guy's briefcase? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it was his briefcase, so it was all his stuff in it. Oh, was it his briefcase? I, I think so, so, yeah. He was, like, looking in it. I don't know. He was, like, pulling files out of it. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Wait, guys don't share briefcases. Oh my god, it's so weird. Like, I don't know. Listen, he's Tom, in the if office. If you work in the same office, I would share a briefcase. And then you, you see inside his briefcase, and it's like rope. pantyhose and rope or something. Is that what it was? I the thought it was like leather stuff, underwear, leather bondage stuff. Yeah, that was coincidence. And then he's walking down the street dressed as a woman. Yeah, I mean, out of the blue, this mayor was terrible at hiring her staff. Just awful. Gosh, awful. Uh, any so plot beefs? Um, let's see. I think whoever made this movie has repressed sexual impulses. <laughs> 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 that was what stood out the most to me. <laughs> you know, I was gonna like, I was thinking to myself, I'll trim that silence out just so we can see whatever she's gonna say. But I'm gonna leave that whole linger <laughs> up to that. Um, I guess that's really it. Yeah, this, this movie comes off as very sexist. The forced tension between the police department and the mayor's office was fucking bogus, too. Awful. Like, yeah. I was not buying any of it. Wait. It was just so... They all weren't friends? Thinly veiled. <laughs> oh, God. It was just bad. I thought they were all buddies. <laughs> <laughs> they are just like a gang of friends. All right, so what was the... Uh, <laughs> we can go to successes. There's very few things to talk about. I have one. What okay. do you have? Lay it on us. And it's that not... <laughs> It says not terrible effects. You know yep. what? When they chose to use effects in a death scene, they weren't terrible. That's it. That's about all I can. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. And uh, moving in on the, to risks. In the opening scene, they could afford squibs. Yeah, I can appreciate that as a modern movie viewer. Yeah, that's true. That's that's not too bad. I mean, yeah, because there was the one scene where he like decapitated a hooker, yeah. and her head fell in her lap, and it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it they didn't could look terribly fake fake head yeah 
God, I hated this movie. <laughs> yeah, it was real bad. It didn't have very many redeeming qualities at all. It's it's one of those movies where there's not really any successes. It's mostly favorite parts, which doesn't bode well. No, that's very true. When I a movie honestly, doesn't have any successes and just favorite parts, that means it was bad. Yeah. I don't know if I even have a favorite part. Well, I mean, that's a good point, too. That's a good point. Well, actually, I need to go backwards for a quick moment and mention in the, in the failures. Lay it on us. Um, the fact that there were more than one scene where you saw the boom mic fall in the <laughs> Oh, yeah. I wrote that down, too, after I, you said it, because I didn't want you to forget. I, <laughs> we were just like watching in silence this boring movie, and I just scream like, boom mic! Oh, my God. You scared the shit out of got really scared. <laughs> and that was it. Uh, that, so that was terrible. Um, just looking down the list here. Any other successes? Or, I'm sorry. Yes, I got no successes. No, I, I nothing. Um, Everyone wears lingerie in this movie. <laughs> that's not a success. No, that's not a success. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I will say one thing though that the um the character of the police chief was great. Was a I pretty good him. character. He was going to be one of my favorite parts actually. <laughs> oh, and I was actually. Let's talk about this for a second. Why is it that no matter how bad? <laughs> A movie is the police chief always stands out and is always good. I think, Why? I think because the people that make movies like this know how to hire and cast a police chief. Do you think there was one casting director for all <laughs> movies in the eighties that were like, oh, it was a union? I mean, there's a whole agency that was just police chief hiring. It was a union thing. Yeah, you belong to the police chief actor union, and they would hire you because you were good at what you did. Yeah, and that's be a police chief. Yeah. I think it's just that. It's the one character in these types of movies that's impossible to write in a way that is just bluntly honest. Yeah. Like, it's the one character that just isn't full of shit. <laughs> so that's why it's always so funny. Yeah, that's a good point. Just yelling, constantly speaking their mind. They always have, like, heartburn. They're taking pills. Yeah. Just fueled by rage while everyone else is, like, fumbling over these boring lines. <laughs> um if we don't have anything else to say, we can move on to favorite parts. And if we do that, then I I want to continue to talk about the police chief. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll give it to you. Let's do it. All right. So on top of the police chief being a redeeming quality of the movie, the fact that there was one scene where he was just drinking a glass of milk. Yes. <laughs> was the best. And, and to give some perspective for the listener, he <laughs> they looks, don't need that. He, he's got a big, like bushy mustache. and It looks like Lee Van Cleef. And he's just, he's got this big, like, frosty glass of milk, and he's, like, taking pills with it, and he's just drinking it down. And he's doing it in the way that you expect someone to drink, like, a, a shot of scotch. <laughs> like, like it's sidekicks. Yeah, make mine milk, too. <laughs> is he in his office? I think he is, yeah. Yeah, with a tall glass of milk. <laughs> frosty glass of milk. <laughs> um, all right, so anyone else have any favorite parts about that we're here? Nope. Not really. That's the problem. I don't know. I thought I liked more about this movie. I know. There's um, really nothing. I, I have one favorite part, too, Wait, that, yeah. I, that I want to throw out there that made me laugh. Um, so at the end of the movie, when we find out that the mayor's person <laughs> or other is... Her assistant. Her assistant or, or thing was the, <laughs> was the serial killer or whatever. And he was in the zipper face. Who's he what? Um, so when we found out that that guy was the problem, the mayor shows up and she literally looks at everyone in the face and she goes, what are you saying? <laughs> what do you mean? Everyone just averts their eyes. Everyone just keeps looking away like they can't deal with this mayor. And then she goes to the, to the zipper face and, and she goes, <laughs> you know, she's really pissed at it. She's like, you ruined everything. We were going to go to the top together. <laughs> and she pulls out a gun and she shoots him in the mouth. <laughs> just kills him. 
in, in front of everybody. And no one even flinches. But I love that before she even starts yelling at him, she's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, it's not totally obvious that he's the murderer. At this point in time, yeah. that was, You know, that, that was like the very last thing to happen to, so... That made it just hurt a little less that we spent a long time watching it. <laughs> I thought she was going to kill herself, too, and I was about to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, see, that would have made me <laughs> but, feel so bad. Oh, that would have ruined it. Really? Yeah, if she killed herself, too, that would have made it worse. <sighs> because it just, well, yeah, I think Yeah, so. I guess there wasn't good enough reason for her to do it. It's not like she knew he was doing it. Uh, I mean, if she turned the gun on everyone else in the room and then, <laughs> and then they shot her down, then that would have been even better. That would have been incredible. That would have been the best possible. You know, take me alive, coppers. <laughs> um, um, so that's... So so favorite part, Eric, do you have anything? Um, there was one throwaway line that I really appreciated because it mirrored something that we had said literally five minutes prior to it. Um, when they pick up the mayor's aide and he's cross-dressing, um, one of the detectives says, hey, it's Devin McLean, the mayor's PR, what do you call it? <laughs> because literally five minutes before that, we're like, okay, we gotta, we were like taking notes on whatever that guy was and we couldn't think of like what he was. We were like, yeah, he's the PR guy. And we did a better job of describing that guy than <laughs> the, the characters PR in the whatever. movie did. <laughs> the, the detective The detective the who was supposed to know things because he detects things. <laughs> uh, all right, so movie was a fail. I don't have a favorite part. We just talked <laughs> about some favorite parts. Um, that's it for that. So is it time to move on to ratings? Yeah. Yes. So let's rate it then. Yeah, I'm gonna go. With yeah, fuck I'm gonna you. have to give it an unfortunate fuck off. Oh my god, my fucking fuck father. You. Fuck you. A fucking fine. Fuck you. Yeah! All right, Eric. fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. This um, movie was bad. Yeah, it's a fuck it you. It made me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> the person that made it should feel bad. Yeah, and that's my rating. <laughs> so this this is a um, this is a shit flick. Yeah, oh yeah, because this is this flick. is around the corner, around the corner, around the horn, it's around the horn, shit, around the horn. Fuck you. That means it's a shit flicks shitless movie. It's even more disappointing because we watched Nightbreed the other night, and Nightbreed is so good. Oh yeah, and Doctor Decker's like zipper face mask in that movie was just haunting me for days. And then yeah. we were like, let's watch Zipperface, and I was like, oh man, it's not going to be nearly as good as Nightbreed. The first thing I put down on my notebook before we even hit play was Nightbreed, so I can keep <laughs> it in my head just in case because this came out like you know maybe a year after. Yeah. So I was like, oh maybe it was riding on the coattails of Nightbreed, trying but, to capitalize, but, but really had nothing to do with Nightbreed. Oh, nothing, at all. nothing whatsoever. So at least they weren't derivative of. Nightbreed. True. <laughs> Positive? I don't know. It could um, be construed as a plus in some circles. So all around, fuck you. Yeah. It's so frustrating because when we started watching it, I said, this gives me a real Samurai Cop vibe. Yeah. Like that first scene had the vibe of like a scene in the middle of Samurai Cop. I was like, okay, maybe we'll see some decent shitty cop movie action. And it just panned out to be a horrible softcore porn with nothing in it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Samurai Cop. Yeah, it wasn't good. So... Final thoughts on this movie? Pass. Nope. Brought to you by Alpo. <laughs> oh my god, okay, I have another favorite part. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> All right, one more favorite part. All right, um, the, the killer is um, with uh, two of the prostitutes, and there's another one that's waiting in the closet for, I can't remember why, but she's like getting freaked out by the SM action that's going on in the other room. And she turns around all panicky, and it cuts to a shot of Alpo chicken dinner <laughs> for, like, a couple of frames. We don't know why that happened. I, I don't know. <laughs> Just so, I think it was an excuse to tie it in later with the guy, with, uh, with, with the other detective who didn't get the promotion over our, our 
Lisa Ryder. Oh, right. Who like bought the dog food for his girlfriend's dog. Yeah. So they made us think it was him for a while, and then it he, wasn't. He pulls up to the crime scene at the final scene with, his dog. with the dog, <laughs> <laughs> and he's right. like, "Stay, stay." <laughs> oh my God, it's not him. Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's this character we haven't heard anything about. Fuck off. <laughs> it wasn't this massive chauvinist you've been setting us up to think it was the whole time. You sickos. Fucking balderdash. <laughs> That's. The best way to describe this movie. It's total balderdash. <laughs> All right, let's move on to yeah. Penitentiary 2. Let's go. Let's go. Penitentiary 3. No referees, no restrictions, right. biting, scratching, kicking, whatever you want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we keep going, keep going, till one of us drops. All right, so we're going to move on to Penitentiary 3. The fan pick from Bard. I don't know if he's an actual fan, but he suggested it anyway, and so we watched it. Yes, um, we did. And we watched it on, uh, actually, yeah, we watched it on YouTube, and yeah, we'll dive in. And so, a little history from us in Penitentiary: we have none. We did not watch. <laughs> we didn't watch Penitentiary One. We didn't watch Penitentiary Two. <laughs> we didn't look up anything about this movie whatsoever. And the, we the, found it on YouTube and hit play. The only thing I researched is that Penitentiary One came out in 1979, and Penitentiary Three came out in 1987. Yeah, that is true. We did yeah. do that, but that was just by happenstance on YouTube. Right, <laughs> and that was kind of like. My my initial suspicion was this was something that might have been something back in the late seventies, and then like some trash director brought it back in nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, and I think it was the same director for all three penitentiaries. Was it? Yeah. So this wasn't like uh, just a half ass cash in, but it was done by Canon Films. Yeah. Um, who are notorious for scores and scores of bad eighties movies, <laughs> some of which feature Sylvester Stallone and our good friend Charles Bronson. <laughs> and everyone's pal <laughs> Charlie Bronson um, so who wants to to say what it's about if we can because uh, let's so okay. let's be clear we didn't watch this just now we watched this on Thursday or Wednesday uh, Tuesday actually it was Tuesday yeah it was a little while ago okay so. so it was almost a week ago I think I can try to give it a crack alright give it a you crack you want to crack it give it a crack let's do it crack that whip alright so Penitentiary 3 is about a boxer called Too Sweet who was framed for murdering, well, I guess murdering, manslaughtering an opponent in a boxing match. Yes. He goes to prison. Uh, one of the prison big, one of like the big criminals in the prison named Serengeti, <laughs> who is white as snow, by the way. I don't know. He's an why. albino, I think. He's Billy Idol albino. I don't know. I just imagine that it would be some like cool African dude, and it was just this fucking awful white guy. <laughs> but anyway, um, so he tries to recruit him for the prison boxing match against the warden's champion, whoever that may be. Uh, too sweet says no, and then <laughs> fucking ugh. a bunch of stuff happens. Yeah, that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, that that kind of sums up my opinion of this movie. Um, all right, so but then he ends up fighting for the warden. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> It was. Um, so let's start with what the movie did right while we can. I have zero strengths. I don't. Yeah. Do I have anything positive in this? Not really. No. Except for the Decaslam. <laughs> <laughs> That's a favorite part, though. That's not a yeah, positive. We, we gotta be. We gotta be careful with this because Only. everything I have listed as good in this movie is not a success. <laughs> I mean, for the movie's success, is it, is it fit into that? If, I feel like it fit into 80s B-movie market well without... Yeah. With, I think, being semi-conscious. You know, it wasn't like an unconscious bad movie like the one we watched, Zipperface. Mm -hmm. It was a con almost conscious. I think it was self-conscious about how bad it was. Yeah, I, I think it was trying to embrace a lot of the things that were, were poor about it so that... Like um, like like a bad trauma movie. 
Yeah, I felt like I got I got whiffs of trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the, only a little bit. The plot was so ridiculous. I don't see how anyone could have had a hand in making this and not realizing what it was. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, on that note, I think it seemed like a fun thing to make. I think me. the actors are having fun. I think <laughs> it was kind of it was fun. It wasn't terrible. It uh, you know, it it did its job. There was tension there was build up there was there's too much going on for me yeah i just felt like it was too busy they didn't focus on anything they didn't build anything up or explain anything yeah it see, was just like now this is happening now this is happening now this is happening <laughs> but i don't know i think that worked in this movie's favor because i don't really i mean it's it's called penitentiary like it's <laughs> yeah you know it's not about too sweet it's not a, it's about what's mm. happening i don't know in I, the I, penitentiary yeah i, I think Maybe to, to pile on what Brittany was saying, it, it fails to set up tension in the correct way because halfway through the movie, um, our main character, Too Sweet, is training his uh, his buddy to be like a boxer in this this um, Oh, yeah, this, Sweet this Nut. Sweet Nut, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's training Sweet Nut, and um, Sweet Nut loses in a fight to um, another boxer played by Danny Trejo, a very young Danny Trejo. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. Which was pretty fucking sweet that to see. That was awesome, yeah. That was, that was probably the best part of the movie. Um <laughs> Sweet Nut gets his ass kicked, like almost murdered ass kicked. Um, and finally, you know, Too Sweet is like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to fight again. You know, I'm going to fight for my friend who fell in the ring. And he doesn't fight Danny Trejo. He fights some other guy, which is not the way you escalate a movie that way. You yeah. would expect him to, like, you know, Rocky Four. Rocky doesn't see, you know, his buddy Apollo Creed get killed by the Russian and then go decide to fight like fucking, you know, Spider Rico. That doesn't happen. He goes to fight the Russian. That's how a movie happens. You know, like it doesn't make any sense the way this movie is set up. That's how you make us care. Yeah, exactly. This movie failed to make me care. Yeah, the the stakes were extremely confusing. (laughs) There were none. High or low, they were confusing. There were none. Like Serengeti was like, okay, you really have to fight for me. Like, or what? You're going to make my life even more miserable than it already is. And then the warden was like, oh, come on. You have to fight for me. Like, why? You're not going to let me out early. You're not going to give me any special treatment. Um, I'm going to put a creepy small dude in a loincloth in your cell. <laughs> and he's going to eat your orange. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, I guess that's semi-positive, semi-failures. Um, this movie was slightly risky, though, right? I yeah. Mean, it was. It did a, lot of, did a lot of unorthodox stuff. Unorthodox, I think, is the best way to put it because... I didn't expect any of these things to happen in this movie, to be honest with you. Um, especially the extended fight scene between uh, Too Sweet and the small man. I don't have his name written down. Midnight Thud. Midnight Thud. Tribal bondage midget. <laughs> I put African American dwarf. <laughs> you PC motherfucker. <laughs> Gotta keep it PC, guys. Come on, watch your mouth. IMDB said midget, so that's the only reason I'm saying it. Yeah, IMDb that's true. IMDB is written IMDb by like, vagrants it. and deviants, though. <laughs> Just my kind of people. <laughs> All right, so what else? Do we, what do we have for risks? Anything? I'm trying to decide <laughs> if it was risky or if it was just incompetent. Yeah, that's I think, the thing. I think that's what it was. I think it's more incompetent than it is risky. Well, do you think it failed at taking risks because it was incompetently made? Do you think they tried Maybe. to? Because I mean, they had uh, they had a dude lady. You know, they had this really yeah. strange you know dwarf character that mm-hmm. you know squeezed orange juice all over his body. <laughs> I feel like they just did whatever they wanted to do and paid no attention to the constriction that them being in prison would actually put on the situation. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Like, like, Serengeti had all this extravagant stuff. Like, I know some people get 
crazy perks in prison like depending on who you are but he, his, his cell just had like a red velvet curtain like hanging he had like a twin bed in there he had like a couch a glass coffee table like he had a dude lady hanging he had a dude lady living in his cell it was just fucking or, so weird i mean even if you want to extend it okay that guy's got special privileges because he's a fucking boss you know, one of the regular guys, uh, Sweet Nut, he's just carrying around a saxophone and playing it all day. Yeah, that's they wouldn't true. let you have that. Yeah. That was one <laughs> Zero. of my favorite parts. <laughs> Sweet Nut. All right. Well, I mean, this movie seems to have uh, had some favorite parts, though. Uh, it definitely had some something you remember from it. So let's go to that part. But what do we got? This prison is greasy as fuck. <laughs> Skip right to the Sweet Nut. <laughs> Every time someone gets punched in this movie, they slide like 15 feet across the floor. <laughs> <laughs> invariably they are going to slide forever yeah yeah that was a weird gimmick I'll say, i don't know why they chose to do that to pull out multiple times because yeah. like when i think of adjectives of a prison you know somewhere maybe around like 60 or 70 on my list is greasy or slidey <laughs> <A> lubed <laughs> lubed yeah no yeah. i don't think Oof. about that well i'd say lubed is more like eight <laughs> on the prison list <laughs> um so what else are you gonna say about sweet nut oh uh, in the beginning when too sweet is on the bus to prison and you just hear the sweet saxophone jazz music come spilling out. Oh, that's right. And you're like, what the hell? And one of the other prisoners just has his saxophone. Like, they would just let you walk into prison <laughs> with your personal belonging. I don't know. It was just so outrageous. Well, because it set it up like it was part of the, the background music, like the soundtrack. And yeah. then this guy's got a saxophone in his cell. <laughs> you're like, okay. <laughs> I guess that's realistic. I mean, I feel like there were some aspects of this that I felt like it was a movie that and we've said this before about other movies, but it was almost like the audience was children, <laughs> but the content was for adults. Like, I don't yeah. know. It's one of those weird yeah. movies. Tommy sleepover movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, actually. Yeah. Penitentiary 3 sounds about right. We would be watching and be like, that was awesome. Oh, we would have loved this. We're 12. Right <laughs> yeah. None of the fight scenes were really good. No. No. Like, at all. No. Um, with the exception of, like, the last 15 seconds of the very last fight. Yeah, which we'll, we can transition to our collective favorite part. Dodeca Slam! Okay, so... <laughs> it was actually 11 times I wrote it down. What is 11? Uh, I know... I don't know. I got a C-plus in geometry. <laughs> all right, so we're, we're, in our, we're in our last fight, and we have two sweet versus... Uh, some guy. He's like a big wrestler-looking guy. <laughs> some guy. Some some guy who's defending the other yeah. team. Me and Brittany had him written down as the brawny man. Oh, the brawny man. Yep. Yeah. Which I'd like to add, um, both looked like action figures. <laughs> yep. Like action figures that I would want. Yeah. Like I would be like, oh, I want a too sweet action figure. Oh, uh, and they were fighting in that tomato sauce pool. Oh, uh, that's right. <laughs> Why? Oh my God. No, it's just the terrible quality of this movie. <laughs> the red floor. Uh, so so they're in the last fight, and the fight's winding down, and the bad guy is beating Too Sweet, and he lifts him up in this body slam pose, and he slams him down, and then they replay it again, and 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 again. Oh my god! And Eleven times in a row. It was oh, it was so, it just got funnier and funnier. I, I kind of yeah. wished that but they it, just did it for the last fifteen minutes of the movie. Oh, it amazing. wasn't the same every time. I well, really no. think he body slammed him eleven times. No, I well because they they got coverage. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I'm sure they, I'm sure they had tons of of shots where they were body slamming him from a bunch of different <laughs> angles. 
and they decided to put them all together. What I found so funny about that, too, is like literally I saw this first slam and I was like, okay, we're going to see multiple slams here. We're going to go rule a three. You see yeah, three. Boom, boom. You see this, Boom! The big one. Yeah, yeah, it's the big one. And then they went to four. I was like, well, that's unorthodox. Yeah. And then it kept going. <laughs> that's unorthodox. <laughs> oh, and then at one point in the fight, when Two Sweet started coming back, there were like five hits of something else. Oh, that's right. I have that written down. Uh, five dick kicks. Yeah. Oh yeah. That. Five, <laughs> oh, that's right. Dick kicks. Oh yeah. And his in, and his in his finishing move. Uh, Two Sweet's finishing move that he learned from the the African American short man was. <laughs> Instead of the crane kick, we were calling it the crane dick. <laughs> because what That's he, right. what oh, he, crotch suffocation. Exactly. So what he would do is he would jump and go like, wrap his legs around a man's head. And he would just like push his head into his crotch until the guy couldn't breathe anymore. <laughs> it was like a and, move from like a 1997 Japanese fighting game. <laughs> Nobody would ever be able to do that. Just jump from a standing position to a point where they could wrap their legs around another grown man's <laughs> you've never seen me at my fencing classes <laughs> like maybe i don't know like maybe van damme could do it but not like a regular maybe van damme could do it <laughs> I don't know. van damme definitely do it <laughs> i bet you there's a ton of people on american ninja warrior that can do it yeah oh, but sure. not just regular dudes too sweet's not a regular dude yes he is uh he's too sweet he has a rat tail he does have a rat tail but i think the issue with that move is why is that the move why is that the coolest thing that you can do? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that yeah, that seemed really weird. Um, any Morphe. other favorite parts? Okay, there's a part during the training montage where <laughs> <laughs> montage was that the same movie? Correct. Um, or was did that... this have a, a training montage? Wait, yes, it did. Or was that Fatal Games? Fatal Games had the montage. I think this one just had a montage. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Soft quote. Well, actually, no, because uh, what I'm about to say is going to lead me to believe that this wasn't any kind of training exercise. Where <laughs> Too Sweet is in like the basement dungeon of this yeah, prison. Oh yeah, I, the prison dungeon. Why By is the way, it a dungeon? there is a dungeon here in this modern <laughs> like prison. Sweaty, like rough stone walls. They had to have just reused this from like some sort of medieval prison scene in like another movie, and they were just like, like well, we got studio this, space. We got studio space. Let's use it. Yeah, but cool. um. One of the like one of the training sessions involved him getting slammed in the stomach with a giant metal door, <laughs> just <laughs> over and over again. He's like, oh, <laughs> gotta toughen you up. This movie had a real habit of just doing the same thing over and over and over again. <laughs> that's definitely a motif. So you can't. I mean, if that's what the movie's doing, that's what it's doing. So, so be it. Um, anything else we want to do before we rate Penitentiary 3? You know what I didn't uh, understand? What didn't, you, what didn't you get? I didn't understand when he first gets to the prison and Midnight Thud goes in his room and they fight. Yeah. And then he like takes his orange and uh-huh. then they fight again and he gets his orange back uh-huh. and then he squeezes it on himself. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. That's takes why like I a bite out of it. And then himself he, like, orange juice. Yeah, he squeezes it like all over his chest. Maybe it was good for his skin. <laughs> I just didn't understand. <laughs> this didn't make sense to me. It's nice sistress treatment. I was like, you're in jail. You have nowhere to wash that off. What are you doing? Uh, you can't get good skincare in a jail, and that citrus is going to tighten the muscles. That's you don't need a glycolic do. peel on your <laughs> chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Oh, oh um, that's like a nightmare, just being stuck sticky somewhere. Ugh. Yeah, I guess so, in, <laughs> I- in isolation or whatever. Um, but yeah, overall, this movie had like a, like a Tecmo World Wrestling vibe. <laughs> 
it really did. Yeah. And uh, the 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 guy that we've called the Brawny Man, um, he kind of looked like a guy that we've named Crandall. Crandall? <laughs> Crandall? Question mark. Yeah. In Tecmo World. Tecmo World. Um, so if that's it for favorite parts and discussion, uh, we can move on to rating. Oh, we have I, one more favorite part. I do have one more favorite part. There's a part during the final fight where uh, Too Sweet gets knocked up against the wall and like it leaves like a blood stain on the wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's like kind of in the shape of like the crucifix, you know. Some, yeah, kind of. Some, some heavy-handed symbolism, but I was like, okay, I recognize that. They went for something. <laughs> and then they ruined it literally five seconds later when like a character off-screen just yells out, he's not getting fought, he's getting crucified. And I'm like, <laughs> Jesus, just let something hang for more than five seconds, this movie. <laughs> just in case you missed it. <laughs> That's the, that is this entire movie in a nutshell. Uh, just in case you missed it. Yeah, yeah, because they repeat everything over and over. <laughs> uh, oh wait, my favorite part of this movie was that Serengeti looked like King Koopa. Yeah, I buy it. And this movie came up before that, like the Dennis Hopper King Cooper. Yes, <laughs> King Cooper, Cooper. King, King. hanging with King Cooper. <laughs> That was my favorite show growing up. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Hanging with King Cooper. Uh, all right, now we're rating it. <laughs> so let's rate it then. Yeah, I'm going to go with Yeah, I'm going to have to give it an unfortunate fuck off. Oh, my God, my fucking fuck father. You. Fuck you. A fucking fine. Fuck yeah! All right, so Penitentiary 3. What are we going to rate it? I give it a fucking whatever. Fucking whatever. Yeah. I, I feel like that's a little bit lighter than you want to actually give it. It is. I don't want to give two things in a row a fuck you, even <laughs> though my heart is telling me yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it, ugh. Like, I could have watched Penitentiary 3, or I could have just took it a nap. Took it. Took it. <laughs> took it. Took it 3 with Liam Neeson. <laughs> took it 3. Isn't that the one with Eddie Gordo? <laughs> <laughs> took it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so a yeah. fucking whatever. I could have slept or I could have watched this movie. It's the same thing. All right, Eric. Fuck you. Fuck you. Another <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, I feel like I'm usually willing to give Hand them out. the benefit of the doubt. This did nothing for me. I don't know. Like, aside from a few parts that were really entertaining. <laughs> no benefit, no doubt. No benefit, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. No um, diggity. I don't know. I... I didn't hate it. <laughs> um, I thought it did some stuff. It had me for most of it. And then, you know, when they set up the final fight between the two, I was actually excited. I was like, oh, I'm going to get to see two sweet fight again. <laughs> and then I was like, it was like roughly about 47 minutes in, maybe about 50. <laughs> uh, I noticed that. Um, so, I mean, I guess overall I'd give the movie a um, fucking fine. <laughs> I respect your opinion. Again fucking fine but you know what i gave destroyer a fucking fine and destroyer was way better even though it was true. also a movie that took place in prison weird yeah I feel very like weird they prison movies are just vibe. fucking fine to me yeah it's not really a genre that i have any investment in you know yeah it's not an exciting location really if you think about it i don't know actually i'll change no. it i'll change it fucking yeah. some other time <laughs> i'm gonna change it to you know i'll watch it some other fucking time you know what? yeah i feel like if you're get out of my face but <laughs> but don't go fuck yourself yeah I think if if you were like a little bit drunk, maybe it'd be a really funny movie to watch. Yeah, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I could see, I yeah. could see the appeal, and Definitely. I get the appeal, mm -hmm. and it kind of rubbed off on me a little bit. Yeah, I'll go I, with that. I would be curious to see what Penitentiary One is like. That's true, and then get we an idea no of history. like, is this the Rocky Five of Penitentiary? It's movies? probably pretty competent. 
I would assume it would have to be more yeah. competent than this movie. That is yeah. also true. Because I, I read the synopsis of um, the first two movies, and they're both like prison boxing movies. So I get the feeling this is the one where it kind of went off the rails. Uh, and yeah. maybe the first one makes more sense from a narrative sense. That's true. So I, I'd be interested in seeing that. And it's a 70s boxing movie. When did Rocky come out? Seven, 77 or something? 77. So, I mean, maybe this was kind of like based off of some sort of craze that was going on at the time. And then, yeah, this big boxing thing. And then Penitentiary 3 comes out a couple years later when, you know, Rocky 3 or when I'm trying to think Rocky 4 probably would have come out around then. Maybe they're just trying to bank on major Rocky releases. Yeah, true. It's possible. I don't know. Yeah, I see that. But, you know, fucking whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Any final thoughts exactly. on Penitentiary? Yeah. Ugh. This movie just made me feel a little bit gross. <laughs> yeah. We've been on a negative roll for these past few movies, but like you said, we had to balance it out. Yeah. Yeah, we just come off cult month, getting real hot, getting some real good stuff, and now we're back to our roots, which is just randomly picking things <laughs> <laughs> and seeing what happens. Yeah. I mean that's kinda how the show started, really. Yeah. But sifting um, through knee high garbage. Which we purchase on the regular. <laughs> um So thanks again, Bart, for the penitentiary three suggestion. Um I didn't hate it. <laughs> I gave it a fuck you, but I didn't. I didn't hate it. Yeah, yeah it didn't make it me didn't, feel that strongly about it. It didn't offend me. It was just a bad movie, which yeah. I guess is the point. Yeah, yeah. So, are we ready? Just wrap it up. Are we good? I think I'm good. Wrap it. Wrapping it up. All right. You've been listening to Second Class Cinema. We watched Zipper Face from 1992 on DVD, uh, twenty movie horror pack or something like that. <laughs> so this one probably cost me 17 cents. Um, Zipper Face was. Not good. Um, <laughs> we also watched Penitentiary 3. We watched that on YouTube per recommendation. And it wasn't that good. <laughs> but that's okay. Because it was better than Zipperface. <laughs> yes, it was. That. Um, and that's it. If you'd like more information, come to our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Second Class Cinema. You can find us on Podbean. SecondClassCinema.Podbean.com. We're also on Twitter. At 2ND Class Podcast, the number 2ND Class Podcast, we are Second Class Podcast. All right, I'm out. What? Wait, we have we have more things to say. We're on Imager. Well, I guess we'll just discuss our amazing gifts without you. Goodbye, right. Brittany. <laughs> no. We're on Imager, where we post all the GIF files for the movies that we watch, uh, good reaction stuff. It's just fun to click through and, and catch a couple highlights of the movie. We try and make them our favorite parts, or at least something that we talk about. Yeah, check um, it out. See if it might be something you'd be interested in. You know, get a quick overhead view. Yeah, and that's on the Podbean site. That's on Imager as well. The Fatal Games ones came out really good. Yeah, Fatal Games are up now. Um, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> and uh, we're on YouTube. You can find our episodes there as well. We're going to start doing some video content soon, so stay tuned for that. That's it. Good night. Bye, everybody. Bye. Enjoy your St. Patrick's Day. Crandall. We're about to eat some corned beef. <laughs> Corn that beef. Jesus H. Christ, it's Devin McLean, the mayor's PR, what do you call it? You didn't see anything! Do you so much as breathe a word of this? I've seen it as the mayor has you both pounding a beef with a sundown shine!